You wanted the best. You got the best. In strong language and adult content. The hottest podcast in the world. Slowly we rock. Welcome to Slowly We Rock, Metal's dumbest and funnest podcast, coming live to you still from the apocalypse. Uh, I'm your host, Jim, and I'm with Dan and Lewis. How are you doing, Lewis? Hello. Good, thank you. Very nice. Very, very nice on this coolest of days, Jim. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Okay, Lewis is not wearing any sleeves, but he's got something up them, I can tell. <laughs> how are you doing yeah i'm good not as good as lewis apparently but pretty good <laughs> yeah. we're all good guys because uh what day is it it's 4 20 hey. hey you can't see but we're down in right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess welcome to the first ever 420 actually not the first ever 420 is this the first 420 episode we've ever done i think that we've recorded it's too hard to remember it's that. all a bit yeah. hazy <laughs> <laughs> I think we've done an amazing job every year of trying, of talking about doing a stupid podcast for 420 yeah. uh, and then either not or recording it and then not releasing. Yeah. Time. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> either way, we've managed to colossally fuck it up every single time. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like 420, do, do you guys remember like a couple of years ago, maybe more than that actually, maybe talking about 10 years ago, it, it really caught uh, momentum on Reddit. And everyone was convinced that 420 was going to be like a breakdown of society. Like somehow everyone was going to just stop working on that day. Everyone was going to stay in and get absolutely high. And that like society would cave in on itself. And it was just another day of the week. Yeah, absolutely. The people who spend all day getting high as hell spent all day getting high as hell and the people who don't (laughs) spent about their daily business. Well, the beauty of this one is that society's already collapsed. So (laughs) it's one step ahead there this time around. I mean, let's let's hear it for the uh, for the dealers out there risking their lives on the front line. They must be really sweet, suffering at the sweet moment. Gange. Oh yeah. man, let me tell you, going through like when I've been running out in St Paul's, like no one gives a fuck about a quarantine or a stay home order or self isolating. <laughs> Everyone who's usually hustling on street corners is still doing it. I guess to be fair, that it's not really a career that plays by the rules as is. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, in America, I think you in like certain states like California, uh, Colorado, you can get like a delivery style app. Yeah, yeah. How it delivers that makes your door, sense. Which makes it's, total sense. Yeah. I guess um, out there is you know legit medical thing right so it kind of makes sense that it is bundled in well same as getting a takeaway it's really i service. imagine you know like yeah take me away because it's, it's legal there <laughs> they can just uh like people get beer delivered here don't they all the time even with the quarantine on so i guess it's also cheaper than going to a doctor's in america yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Jesus, just, just smoke on through it, boy. Just puff, puff away. Just self-prescribed, Doctor Feelgood, man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, this is a um, four twenty special edition of uh, our apocalyptic <laughs> podcast. Now, this is great. Nelms, baby, what's your favourite Kush? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just like all forms of you know sweet boba bush. So. <laughs> 
Do you remember we found that list? Of, were you there for that one on the way to CEX Fest? Uh, we were sat on the coach and we just found a list of like urban dictionary terms for weed. Oh, incredible. And Bobo Bush was one of them, which I'd never heard Bobo before. Bobo Bush. <laughs> I, just I, makes I was really flying Mexican uh, Airlines. Riding the Mexican Airlines. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I was really concerned that we'd start this and very quickly run out of uh, of weird terms. We may have I done mean, already. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, so I'm on the Wikipedia page for a list of slang slang names for cannabis. He's uh, his research. Big picture of a uh, graffiti 420 on it. So you know it's good. <laughs> Here we go. Also, so, I, also you know, like, good. maybe someone's vandalized the Wikipedia page. No, this is on the real Wikipedia. <laughs> Get ready for this. This is just for subcategories. Slang names for cannabis. Slang names for good quality cannabis. Slang names for poor quality cannabis. <laughs> slang names for cannabis cigarette. Slang names for package or specific amount of cannabis. Slang names for cannabis edibles. Slang names for consuming cannabis. Slang names for cannabis effects. Slang names for person who consumes cannabis. Hit me up with, uh, okay. uh, with just consuming pick cannabis. Right, pick a letter. Is, is the word slang slang for any cannabis? Uh, <laughs> so, B, did you say? Yeah, go on. Okay, Bobo Bush is on there. Good. Blue Sage. <laughs> Black Gunion. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Bag of Bones. Just uh, sound like a madness. Uh, broccoli. Uh, Butterflower. Yeah. Devil's Lettuce. I'm moving on now. Uh, Batty, obviously. Uh, yeah. Green Goddess. Mm-hmm. Uh, KGB, brackets, Killer Green Bud. <laughs> 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 uh, obviously, Mary Jane, Mary Wowie. Uh, oh, Tex-Mex, Wisdom Weed, Wacky Tabacky, Laughing Grass. Laughing Grass is very good. Uh Oh my god, there are so many. There's a white head lady, kind bud, uh, flower tops, <laughs> chiba <How> chiba. <laughs> who like who's fitting these into natural conversation? Also, surely on Wikipedia, like, are any of these sourced as well? Goof butt. Oh, uh, they all are. They've all got citations. <laughs> I'm not even a lot of how you go. I clicked on one citation. It's from uh, Cheech and Chong's almost legal book for stoners. <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's legit. Oh, that is absolutely fantastic. There you go. Wow. Cool. Well, there's not a lot we can do to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, we've got um, we've got a very very special 420 themed surprise uh, <laughs> for everyone at the back end of this episode. Back end, back end. That must, Is that a thing? Yeah, surely. Now I'm asking you. Now I'm, come on. Oh, I'm just doing audible tumbleweed. Uh, <laughs> but no, back end is not on this list, uh, oh, unfortunately. Okay. I can maybe add we, it on there. Maybe, yeah, maybe we could be a citation. Exactly. Like, we'll, we'll cite ourselves. Genius. Yeah. <laughs> just puffing that sweet back end. Yeah, oh. Precisely. Um, you know how, like, uh, one of my favourite things, though, is when you get like sci-fi movies and cyberpunk stuff where you get like fake sci-fi drugs. Yep. Uh, okay. Yes. And in Westworld on the most recent episode, they had a really good one. It's called uh, genre. You take it and it makes it feel like you're going through different genres of movies at the same time. It's called Jean Ralphio. (laughs) (laughs) I won't go too too far into spoilers in case Dan's not there on the show yet. But uh, I watched that one. Yeah, 
but uh, that is now my new favourite sci-fi drug genre. It's very silly. Yeah. Oh, completely, genre. yeah. <laughs> it feels like the most anxiety-inducing drug possible. I don't know why you would take it. No, it also seems to only serve the purpose of a TV show as well. (laughs) (laughs) And I love Westworld, but when I was watching that one, I was like, you're just doing this to show off. Yeah, completely. There was like no no need. It didn't add anything to the story whatsoever. It was just a way of adding like some stylish music uh, to like an action sequence, just for the sake of putting it in there. It's just so we could have Rise of the Valkyries in the car chase sequence, basically. Yeah, they probably thought the about idea and then worked around it uh, <laughs> for the rest kind of, of it. Kind of like the guys who write the James Bond movies. They yeah. kind of think of a gadget and then work backwards into yeah. the plot. <laughs> Where are we filming? <laughs> I was a big fan of um, nostalgia in Watchmen. Yeah. Yep. I thought that that was, that was a cool idea, but also super, super served the plot, but it didn't feel like a, a kind of shoe-in. No, right? but that one you could see taking off in real life, I think. Uh, yeah it will as like a as a treatment or like uh something for like alzheimer's in which i think is what it's for in the initially in the um show yeah yeah i think you're right yeah because the idea is that like yeah people who have lost memories can go back and relive those memories again yeah. it makes like complete enough to sense and yeah it tied in really well into the story as well it got, yeah, it actually, absolutely. i actually forgot that it wasn't actually in the original comic because it felt like it was so it fit in so well it was so thematically perfect for the comic. Yeah. Yeah, you just assume it's part of the original text. Yeah. Watchmen was so good. The sacred texts. <laughs> I, that said, though, I feel like every time I'm ready to cancel like my Now TV, uh, HBO just seems to bring in like a good new show. Like After Game of Thrones, I was like, I don't need this anymore. I don't even think I want <sighs> this anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I'm starting, starting to feel that during Game of Thrones. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so bad. I just don't... <laughs> Oh, it annoys me so much. Hey, what I were know. they smoking? Yeah. <laughs> I've always thought we needed more um, soundboards in our recording, so I'm glad yeah. we're doing this now. I always yeah. like, there's always one soundboard clip, which is just, damn, son, where'd you find this? <laughs> which makes me laugh every time. It's so stupid. Uh, if you If you can find me that soundboard I, I can just absolutely load this audio <laughs> <laughs> so guys what um other than uh other than mastering the smoke and chasing that <laughs> oh chasing that green dream what a smoke like the uh the wu-tang album that they only made one copy of uh the one with share on it yeah <laughs> <sighs> Cher was on that album. Yeah, that's what really kills me about it being like in a museum and only one copy of it <laughs> is there's a song they did with Cher and no one's ever going to get to hear it. <laughs> uh, so, Lewis, what are you going to say? What am I going to say? Yeah. Um, I, it's been very exciting here. Um, other than obviously blazing it. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was de- it. We sound like really bad undercover cops. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. We sound terrible. I know, it's just, it's something that like, I don't know, the whole like culture around weed is fascinating to me. Uh, It's not something that I've ever kind of really been involved with. There's so much ritual Uh, to it and stuff, isn't there, a lot of the time? Yeah, and I'm, I'm just enjoying the kind of, I don't know, just being a voyeur 
<laughs> to it all. But like, but it makes it's so much something more I cannot sense. replicate. It makes so much more sense than vape culture. Like, yeah, yeah. I think that's to me. It's it's all one and the same. Uh, the thing is, though, at least off like weed culture, you're getting high. On vape culture, I mean, yes, you're getting that nic- that nicotine release, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> It's not the same. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't true. compare. Like vape yeah. culture combines the worst elements of weed culture with the worst elements of tech culture. <laughs> yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Nerdy smoking. Yeah. <laughs> but I, well, I don't. I I would love to see like the analog equivalent, not weed or anything like that. Just cigarettes. Just <laughs> like yeah, man. Got my Benson hedges. <laughs> But like, even like back in the day, we could go to like a tobaccoist's, like an actual legit. Like there used to be one. Yeah, okay. I swear there used to be one in Bristol when I first moved here. Yeah, uh, and even then, I feel like there is like a dignity to that. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, like yeah. the the most classy way to speed up your own demise <laughs> is like it yeah. feels like there is like a dignity with that with a vape shop. Like, oh god, going back to uh, Tiger King. Uh, we talked the other week because <laughs> that's all we, all all we are talk now. about. Someone <laughs> described uh, Jeff Lowe as the kind of guy who hangs around a vape shop recommending flavors, even though he doesn't work there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> perfect, perfect description. <laughs> oh man, it's so good, so so good. Have we all watched that Tiger King um, catch up? Yeah, episode they did. Yeah, yeah, it kind it kind of annoyed me. I thought it was dumb and pointless and they were just cashing in on the success of the show, but I did yeah. love how snarky Joel McHale was. I, I don't know, because I've I found him at times to be like just so patronizing. Yeah. Exactly. And like just kind of, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, but kind of full of himself in a way that felt more like I don't know, more mean than like banter. It was just like uh, That is kind it, of his deal. It it but, felt really cheap. Um, I feel like some of those guys deserve a degree of ridicule, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, think I feel like was... Jeff Lowe didn't get enough. Yeah, Jeff Lowe did not get enough of the grilling. I feel like he was treated quite well, and I don't think he deserved that, to be honest. No. Uh, no. The thing about joke. him, though, is that he, through all of this, he remains so calm and composed when you've got like these larger-than-life characters mm. uh, surrounding him that it kind of it you can kind of completely see in a way why he's almost like got away with it or hasn't been under as much scrutiny as he should be because he as sleazy as the guy is he also seems like the only sane person there as well yeah i quite like yeah, the okay. fuck the feds guy got a whole bit on fuck the feds it <laughs> <laughs> made me so happy because you could tell like fuck i said feds, before man. he was dying to say it in the documentary so for him to get a whole section where he said it like five times <laughs> made it worth it most of it wasn't very good though um no totally not yeah. no it was quite nice seeing um the husband number one with his fixed teeth seemingly oh i love on, that on a good path in his life which is mm. nice I, I love that uh, I, I really liked him in the in the original kind of series yeah i just but, thought he was really sweet yeah, yeah. uh the guy who lost his legs as well he's uh, a premium baller yeah yeah he was great um most of it was nonsense though the the other dude as well who who Vincent looks Neil's like hair. yeah the the one who looks like you how you would have expected Zach Wilde to age not <laughs> not how he did yeah that's a really good description yeah I was I was actually I was looking at a picture of Zach Wilde from the eighties when he was like a fresh faced boy 
But he's just beautiful. Yeah, and then like... Just a beautiful man. It's like uh, somewhere between 1989 and present day, he watched Terminator 2 and thought this could happen. He's <laughs> <laughs> just been prepping for it ever since. I um, I really like that guy because I liked how offended he got about the Motley Crue <laughs> reference, <laughs> yeah. saying that they were too plastic for him and not a real enough band, which I really respected that. Uh, I thought it was really fun. But I, it's, not, I just, it it's always nice hearing... Um, it's always nice hearing fat Vince Neil jokes in like mainstream, mainstream yes. culture. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But he's, isn't he working in the shape of his life now, though? He's going to be. Yeah, for the I tour, love. that's not going to happen. Oh, yeah. Like, there's, there's no, I mean, hopefully it ends up happening and they bring it to the UK as well, but there's no way that Def Leppard, Motley Crue tour, po- uh, oh, and Poison tour is going to happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice they let Poison on board there, sort of. <laughs> you know you know in their heads poison probably think yes we are at the same level as these other two bands this yes. is a, a oh, triple, this is a triple headline tour any of us could go on live yeah. we could really <laughs> revolve just every night and we would have like a big long set list that we yeah. could do uh we'll, we'll open with every rose has its fawn we'll do, we'll do it the reggae middle. version of it we'll do, we'll do version, yeah marimba version um Boss instrumental version yeah uh speaking of every rose has its thorn and poison uh brett possibly brett michaels was on uh the masked singer again recently is he the banana yeah he's it's not been outed yet that it's him but he did a i guess spoken word version of sweet home alabama (laughs) because he can't (laughs) speak anything how did he guess did it how did it sound? Was it like um, big wheels keep on turning? Was, exactly. it, was it around that pitch? Exactly, yeah. Everyone yeah, can okay. sing that song when they're drunk. You don't need... <laughs> the idea of a singer can do a, has to do a spoken word version of that is madness. In a banana no, that's the No, that's the final, um, the final exam at Juilliard. Sing Leonard Skinner. In a banana suit. <laughs> the final exam, if you want to uh, pass the spoken word... So once you've learnt all of Lou Reed's discography, you, just, you have to do Madness as it must be love. Once you've nailed that, <laughs> I think before you have to do any TED talk, you have to perform it as well. Just to make sure you've mastered the spoken word. Oh, man. So, yeah, it's 100% him. Yeah, absolutely. 100% him. The weird yeah. thing is, I wouldn't even say he has a distinctive voice. I think it's distinct enough in that it's... So obviously lacking in so many qualities. <laughs> it's so thin, isn't it? Yeah. Can I, so this this is the perfect perfect segue into an incredible discovery uh, that I've made. Brett Michaels. Mm. Let me. I'm just I'm just going to bring this album up real quick. We talk about um, Brett Michaels so much. No. It's it's so important. Yeah. It's so 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 important. Um. Okay. So. Brett Michaels brought out an album in 2011, and I think that this might be the most audacious album ever recorded. It's called Brett Michaels' Vocalizer. <laughs> what? <laughs> it is a a vocal instruction uh, instructional. What from Brett Michaels of Poison? Teaching you how to sing. It's a tagline, <laughs> anyone can do it, just look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Scam your way to the top. Have you, uh, is, it, is it just like a lot of it's just like confidence is everything? <laughs> Have you listened to it? Yes. Uh, this man, there's about what? There's three tracks, so there's about six minutes of introduction. 
A minute of that is non-pitch warm-up, in which Brett's taking you through your kind of like your brrr and all that stuff mm. to get your mouth moving. Mm. Yeah, great. Uh, then there's a very brief pitch exercise explanation. Explanation is spelt wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's on Spotify. It is. You're goddamn right. Oh. Then there are four exercises. Each are exactly 26 minutes and 39 seconds long, where Brett Michaels, in air quotes, takes you through bass, tenor, alto, and soprano. <laughs> wow. <laughs> He's so talented. So, um, I, I had a listen, and it's incredible. The the pitch like explanation uh, is him basically saying, uh, "Yeah, if you if you try and sing some of these, you should find roughly where your pitch is." Man, sometimes about this, and that's pretty much the entire explanation to go into a, <laughs> a vocal thing. So, I was listening to the actual exercises themselves. Um, it's. <laughs> Each one starts with this. Let's start with the sound E. E. <laughs> and then Don't it's just piano. There is no, <laughs> no singing on this entire album. He doesn't and sing at all? No, not once. What? Uh, I mean, that's, that's on brand. <laughs> well, yeah. He does have yeah. quite a good speaking voice, though. He does. Very good. Yeah. Um, but they've actually used the exact same clip of him saying, and we're going to start this one with E. E for every single exercise. Just copy and paste it, and then it's just piano for like 25 minutes. <laughs> what? Yeah, it is the the laziest sham of uh, of an instructional so you say it doesn't compare to Jim Gillette's... Uh... Oh, absolutely not. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Not only do we get a bizarre vocal technique from him but we also get to see his incredibly muscular legs whilst he screams <laughs> we don't get that with brett so yeah that's that's my um my discovery wow i, I i'm never gonna listen to that <laughs> no there's absolutely there's, there's no no volume yeah you're uh, no value. the canary down the mine shaft on that one Lewis, and we appreciate it <laughs> it was the most boring mine shaft i've ever <laughs> not died in <laughs> so what, what about you guys then is there i don't know if there's been much much new music out recently no, none at all actually it's been a dead week with nothing at all um well i don't know what you want to start with do you want to start with something good or do you want to start with the bon jovi single um <laughs> <laughs> do you know, let's get on to it i've not heard it yet so let's talk about um, this bon jovi single it is the most uninspired song thing i've ever heard <laughs> honestly it's so just doesn't exist. Well, you say that, Dan. Sorry, uh, you you say that, but how can something be uninspired when it's John Bon Jovi and the Invictus Games Choir? Oh. What? <laughs> I don't think the choir were on the version I heard. Uh, they're just kind of like in the background. It's, it is, it's it's unbroken, right? Uh, it's called Limitless. No, Limitless. Oh, oh, there's another one. Then. I specifically said Limitless, I think. Right, should we pause so you can listen to it? Okay, yeah, absolutely. All right. Okay, so so yeah, we um we stealthily, uh, you you never know from the cloud of smoke that we left. <laughs> uh, but we, we snuck off there just to listen to Bon Jovi's new track, Limitless. Uh, it's a real stinker, Nelms. Instantly forgettable. It's awful, isn't it? The chorus is so, <laughs> so non-chorusy. Limitless. It sounds, limitless. Like it, it sounds like it was made for a corporate press conference. 
<laughs> yes, yeah. it really does. I could see, like, I could see the head of Microsoft walking on stage. Yeah, precisely. Like if E3 were happening, I can imagine yeah. like EA or in fact, but also every time someone different is introduced, it just plays that limitless. Also, his singing in the court in the in the verses, like that sort of weird. It's not quite rap, but it's like a weird sort of fast-paced speaking. Do you know what I mean? Like. Yeah, and, and those words as well. Another buzz, another beep, yeah. scrub your face and brush your teeth. <laughs> like, I thought I, they'd reached a new low with that one about building a house. Oh, I love that uh, song. But at least that was quite I'm super into it, that now. But that was fun in a cheesy way. Yeah, yes. Definitely. That, that's like, he's been, ever since um, It's My Life, he's been chasing that high. Trying to have, <laughs> yeah. like trying to have a song but like and like have a nice day i think is the closest he's come to like having a song which kind of you know yeah hits that those dizzy heights of modern bon jovi say modern bon jovi because we're talking like 20 years now but like you know what i mean yeah, like, yeah, that, yeah. that song very much defined like what is like the latter half of bon jovi's career yeah 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 and i feel like have a nice day was a good album actually I'll take your words for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> limitless, limitless. Also, I had a quick look. He decided to name his album Bon Jovi 2020 as if he wants to curse it. Oh, is that actually what it's called? <laughs> yeah, it's I, called Bon Jovi 2020. Oh, uh, uh, I thought you meant just like a, a Weezer situation where it's just called Bon oh, Jovi. Oh, No, no, it's, 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 it's called 2020. <laughs> and not like as in 2020 Vision. No. Um, which I think Justin Timberlake already beat him for that. Yeah. But, um, as in 2020, this is the year. This is the year his album is coming out. This is my year. This is the soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> this is the soundtrack of 2020. Uh, Jesus. Releasing a song called Limitless when people can't even leave their own homes. God help us all. I have excavated the tomb and unleashed my plague upon mankind. <laughs> Hail and buy my new album. Also, it's been out for nearly two months, but somehow. That song has. The actual album's still on its way. Oh, no. That's yeah. I mean, that song, sorry. It passed us the- by. It looks like the album might be uh, our next plague in May. <laughs> Good. We look forward to that one. Uh, I'm very excited. Like on the Wikipedia page for <laughs> it's so weird. The uh, the album cover is great. It's just him with some sunglasses. Look, in fact, he's looking like he's dealing with the fact that 2020 is a bit of a shitter on the album cover. <laughs> he looks very introspective on the yeah. album cover. Yeah, he looks like he knows he's made a mistake. Yeah. It's like a he black, also looks like Duff McKagan. It's, he does, doesn't he? Yeah, it's a black and white photo of John Bon Jovi. Uh, his head <laughs> tilted forward, Pensive. his mouth in his hands as if he's about to speak, as if he's about to say something really important. Have you seen the first or, sentence about the or album? He's tr- or he's trying to decide if he wants soup or salad. I can't tell. Here's the, the first sentence about the writing and composition of the album on Wikipedia. <laughs> Songs on the album are socially conscious. <laughs> Next paragraph. <laughs> That's appalling. <laughs> oh my god! Oh man! Do you know what I'm actually really surprised hasn't happened? I don't know why, because we know that, like, well, you know, uh, B. Joves, Mr. Bovine Joni, has been doing <laughs> some amazing things recently. You know, he's been like helping out and volunteering where he can and helping. Uh, homeless in New Jersey and all these yeah. great things. But for some reason, I still wouldn't be surprised if he did some big kind of live aid type festival and pocketed the cash. <laughs> really? <laughs> Do you think he has it in him? I don't know. He always Maybe seems quite wholesome to me. 
He does, but which makes me, it kind of makes me think that this is dark street. Like if, yeah. if someone from the IRS decided to have a real good look at his tax returns, they'd find something a little nasty. Shell corporations. There we go. We've done our um, our weekly <laughs> weekly forage into John Bon Jovi. Yeah. <laughs> hey, okay. So speaking of good music, um, all right. Who's heard the new Protest the Hero single? Oh shit! I forgot to listen to it. I have also not. Sorry. Hang on, guys. Uh, what I'll do is I'll insert like a cool bong sound now, and it'll, <laughs> it'll be a cool transitioning. Glug glug glug, motherfucker. Yeah, do it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to listen right now? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. And then, whoosh, in a thick, thick cloud, we emerge once more, having <laughs> snuck off and listened to it. <laughs> another new song. What do you reckon? Um, I really like it. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, like, I I love Protest the Hero. Um, Very straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's um, it reminds me a bit of, like, I get it, like, their first album. Mm. Uh, not that they've ever been like, but there's just like an energy to it. Um, I guess for people who aren't familiar, uh, Protest the Hero are a Canadian, I guess, what do you call them, prog band? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I of, think like, so. Te- techie kind of prog band, but like yeah. with a lot of very melodic, kind of almost like punky, pop punk type influences as well, I would say. Like they could fit in just as well on like a big metal proggy tour, or they could go on like the warp tour. Yes. Yeah. And, I mean, that's know, a fair assessment. Yes. Great. They, yeah. yeah. They could. They can kind of uh, sit in that middle ground. But yeah, they're they're usually their music is really fast paced, uh, very, very erratic. Erratic. Yeah. Uh, and complex. Um. Sort of layered with these vocals, which are, uh, quite proggy, but always very melody focused. Uh. But even then, it's, it's still Pardon? all over the shop, isn't it? He's yeah. He's yeah, amazing. But this is their first uh, their, their first full album in seven years. Wow. Yeah. Um because their front man, uh Rody, yeah, has had some real vocal issues where they had to cancel tours. We were meant well, to, we were see, meant to them. see them, weren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Um they've had to like delay recording the album over and over again. I think he I think he might have had to have had surgery at one point. Um, so some pretty crazy stuff's been going on and like when he has like such a great voice it's you know, tragic to think that he may not be able to keep doing what he's doing absolutely but, um, yeah it was cool to see him back with a new song after so long and he I gotta say um, his voice does sound different it does doesn't on it on this um, yeah. it sounds great pardon it sounds great yeah he sounds yeah. fantastic it, really good it, it feels like it's maybe I don't know if it's like a little deeper but it feels more disciplined Yes, I think that's it. Yeah, he's but probably been doing a good shit to ton of it. Mm. Uh, Brett Michaels vocalizer. <laughs> e- <laughs> there you go. I'm going to release the album now. Um, quick tangent. Have you guys seen the clip of? Uh, I think it's like it's some one of those cheesy reality shows about a uh, pawnbrokers in Las Vegas. Okay. Uh, porn stars? No. It might be yeah. porn stars or something like that. Yeah. Think so, uh, yeah. Where Brett Michaels comes in to sell off some <laughs> poison memorabilia. Oh no. But oh, that's reminded me of something else, but And he's like oh. haggling trying to get like because he's doing it for charity, he's doing it for a diabetes okay. charity. Oh, thank God. I was gonna say, why is he surely he's on money? <laughs> surely he's got money from the band and the banana yeah. costume, you know? 
Uh, And it's funny watching him kind of like haggle with this dude to try and make out that his career is worth a lot more money than it actually is and that people Uh. would be interested in this Brett Michaels (laughs) memorabilia. But But it all goes to to a diabetes charity. But I also realize that like, because he's diabetic, maybe again like Bon Jovi, he's just pocketing the money for himself. Like the Human Foundation. Does he have diabetes? Maybe he's, you know, funding his own medication. I would imagine he does. Okay, good. Well, <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. We got to the bottom of that one after however many episodes. Finally cracked it. Um, please, if, me um, of... if you do think that Brett Michaels has diabetes, then please do let us yeah, know. Email us. No, he does. He is. He's diabetic. There you go. Well, <laughs> write, us, write us an email. And Your charity starts at home, is what he says. So. <laughs> um, that reminds me, this is much more depressing, but do you remember when we all worked at... Uh, DX, there was that TV show we all watched called uh, Hardcore Horn, and it was about yes. the uh, pawnbrokers in Detroit with Les, yeah, Les Gold. Goldman. Les Gold. It was, it was a it. really depressing episode where ex WWE superstar Lex Luger oh, came in and was just trying to sell his like memorabilia, but not for any charity, unfortunately. But it was just <laughs> this really uh. awkward thing where you still have to haggle on TV for money for his like the title belts and robes and stuff oh man that program was insane it really was yes. wasn't it yeah Les it Gold was... and Joe Elliott kids. was on one not long ago I think it was Porn what? Stars again someone was selling um, uh, a Def Leppard's guitar uh, it was like a limited run or something from um, uh, did he steal um, it from Phil it, it was it was one of Phil's he stole um, it and, and they had they had Joe Elliott come in and just be like was like yeah, it looks, looks good. Yeah, I, I don't know why they had Joe Elliott come in to talk about guitars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't they get I the guitarist play in? guitar, right? Yeah, probably everyone can play guitar, Jim. If it was just going, goes, yeah, it looks like one of Phil's. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like one of Phil's. Yeah, I've, I've seen it play like one of Phil's. <laughs> how many strings? One, two, three. Yeah, they're all there. <laughs> oh man uh cool we're just absolutely burning through this absolutely blazing Uh, through this right we talked about the album of the week yeah which for 420 is actually incredibly appropriate because they are huge potheads um the black dahlia murder have released a new album yay a verminous um i don't even know what album this is now they keep they they hammer them out every two years or something yeah, it's going to be like seven, eight, something like that. Yeah. Um, I've only had a little I honestly once. thought that they'd broken up. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, oh, how come? But what made you think that? Just Yeah, we talked about them not even that long ago. <laughs> I know. Uh, I don't know. Who, who's, the other, who's the other one? Who's the other death metal band? Who's the other one that you like that did split up a few years ago? Bam. Whose name? Yeah. Oh, that could be any band. Nirvana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ignore me. I don't band know. Band split up. I don't know now. A couple of years. Slayer. But oh. they've got a name like Black Dahlia Murder. I, no, no. Completely lost I've it. killed this. I've killed this. Carry on. Carry That's on. Okay. The album. <laughs> yeah, they've got a new album out. It's really good. <laughs> it's awesome. It's really... Because they released a few singles, like Drip Fed from Brother the Last couple of months and then mm. uh it literally came out 
on Friday, Yesterday. didn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've only been able to I've only been able to listen to it once, but um it sounded absolutely killer. As soon as I finished it, I went and really put those uh, key workers at Amazon to uh, to good use and ordered a copy of the vinyl. <laughs> it's it's really great. It's a really great album. It, yeah. It's, I've, I've listened to it twice now. Yeah, I couldn't tell you like what it is specifically, uh, but like they've definitely they've they've brought on a new lead guitarist, and I think he brings something to the mix. Mm. Um, but as usual, they're just like this amazing pastiche of everything good about death metal, whether it's like Cannibal Corpse, Morbid Angel, or At the Gates and Early in Flames. Um, they just they Dillinger just... Escape Plan. Dillinger Escape Plan. Oh yeah, oh. no, yeah, okay. I always get the names confused between uh, those three two. words. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're very Sorry, different sounding on. bands as well. I would yes, say. they are absolutely. Yeah. Um, I also just remembered another song that came out yesterday. Yeah. Uh, not we can keep doing my Blood Dahlia murder. Um, no, that's right. I, I need. I, I'll probably have more thoughts on it next time we record. Yeah. I've had a proper listen to it. Uh, yeah, but I need to give it a whirl. Um, Trivium have been releasing singles recently. Um, the nerve of it! And they released a third one. <laughs> uh, I know. Uh, was it this week? It came out, I think, or. Yeah, it was. I think that was yesterday as well. Yeah, amongst the shadows and stones and the stones, oh, whatever shit. that means. Uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, um, I listened to all three of the new songs uh, from the album, which I think is out next week as well, actually, uh, cool. together. And uh, that has got me um, really positive about this, this new album. It's my favorite of the new songs they've released. This latest yeah. one. It feels uh, like actually haven't heard building it off of the last album in in a good way. Absolutely, I really like how aggressive it is straight out of the gate. A song like within seconds, you you know you're being screamed at, and then <laughs> but the actual like guitar melodies, well, the back half of it are really fantastic as well. I think mm. um, just sounds great. Yeah, it's like Trivium have realised that when they make Trivium sounding music rather than <laughs> trying to like yeah. appease a record label or David Draymond. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. Imagine trying... how to appease David Draymond. <laughs> That's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> uh, they actually make good albums. A uh, whole like... motive is to appease David Draymond. <laughs> David Draymond. <laughs> a Disturbed still going, I assume they are. Yeah, they had a new album out last year. And they had, Did it sound like all the others? Yeah, it was them trying to ca- uh, capitalise on the sound of silence, apparently. So, oh, like, every, every, there was, like, maybe 10 or... There's, like, 12 songs. Every third song is, like, a their attempt at doing their own version of Sound of Silence. Every so, third song yeah, is so, a Simon so, and Garfunkel song. <laughs> so the <laughs> album apparently just, like, stopped dead in its tracks every three songs. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's got no momentum to it. But, um... I but you know one... things are more musical if you slow it down anyway. That's what every <laughs> single TV advert for the last five years has had. Like, <laughs> if you want to be a real musician, you don't just play a song at normal tempo. You have to slow it down. Yeah, be as breathy as possible. <sighs> <laughs> Speaking of covers, uh, you know, you get the Spotify release radars. Yeah. Yep. Um, and obviously, I think it must just pull from genres you listen to. Stuff, but because um, I listen yeah, to a lot of Green I tend to listen to a lot of old Green Day. Mm-hmm. It kept, Probably Billy Joe Armstrong has done a cover Green Day. of, of uh, Green I Think We're Alone Now. Yeah, I saw that pop up as well. Honest to God, I got to 10 seconds into it. Whenever he started singing, I went, no, stopped it. <laughs> it it's awful. It made me cringe. I don't want to hear oh, the really? rest of it. 
I didn't even make it through Green Day's new album that came out earlier in the year, and that album is 28 minutes long. No. Oh, the, wow. The single from it was awful. I couldn't believe it was Green Day. Like, yeah. I don't think I would have guessed it was them. Had you not, you know, had it not said? Because obviously, for other stuff since American Idiot, it's been very hit or miss. Mainly miss, I would say. Mm. <laughs> but it has sounded like them to some degree or another. Yeah. yeah. And then okay, yeah. this new stuff just seems to be like a whole different band. It's bizarre. It's funny because we were talking about Pearl Jam last week and yeah. how, how gracefully they've aged. Ooh. Um, oh, you listened to that, didn't you, Lewis? I, yeah, and I've got a hot take. Nelms, it's very good. Yay. Hey. It's cool, isn't it? It's just a really I, solid it's album. Mm, it's really, yeah. really nice. And it led me on to a lovely path of talking great dead. MTV unplugged. Uh, oh. Oh binging. my god! Uh, did you watch Alice in Chains? Have you seen that one? Oh uh, god, yeah. That's I mean that's that's for classic. That's kind of Ooh. the Grail, right? It yeah, unbelievable. That's that is lightning in a bottle. Do we still do uh, MTV Unplugged? I actually think I think in some kind in some form. Yeah, I think so. I think the like the meaning of it, the significance of it, has lost its way quite a bit now. I yes. Think when mm. when like they first started doing it with like you know Nirvana and stuff, like there was like a genuine novelty to it. Yes. Um, and it had like a bit of cultural significance. I think now, I think when they've done it more recently, a lot of it is just like it's yeah, that just for the sake of doing it. You know, it's just it's, it's it doesn't have the same weight to it. And a lot of it after uh, the like super early nineties as well was very much not unplugged. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, just, it's just really weird. Just I gotta say though, um, my favorite was um, Dashboard Confessional did an unplugged, and it's like. <laughs> Aren't they like an acoustic band? <laughs> and they're pretty much an unplugged band anyway. Yeah. No, they they did uh, they did a dashboard goes electric. They, they went oh, full yeah, dinner. Yeah. They went down to the Isle of Wight. Yeah. yeah. Judas. <laughs> but um, no, I got to say actually, unplugged. There is one performance that is definitely not unplugged, <laughs> but it's I think maybe one of the best performances of any song ever done. Um, and it's Mariah Carey doing Emotions when she was like brand new. Mm. holy shit no, really? it is it is like it honestly it makes me feel emotional just seeing someone just do something so perfectly yeah it's incredible if if you haven't seen it mariah carey emotions uh mtv unplugged it is fucking stunning it's well, so cool so I cool i found really weird that the music video for heartbreaker when it came out, was like one of the most expensive music videos, if not the most expensive music video million ever made. Or something? And the video is literally her going to the cinema. <laughs> yeah, she, but go- she, she was watching Star Wars and they had to get the rights. <laughs> yeah, she, she goes to the cinema, her shitty ex-boyfriend, played by Jerry O'Connell, I think, maybe that's where all the money went, is there. <laughs> O'Connell well, Brett, Didn't Brett Ratner direct it? Brett Ratner directed it as well. Uh, and then she gets, it, people, she gets into a fight in the <laughs> bathroom with her ex-boyfriend's new girlfriend. And somehow like, it's like a $7 million video. I haven't seen it, but in my head, uh, now that you say that, the reason that the cost is so big is, is the fight anything like Henry Cavill and Tom Cruise in Mission <laughs> Impossible? In the- <laughs> yeah, Mariah Carey oh, yeah. reloads her arms. <laughs> yeah. She's also got a stack bathroom. as well. It's a weird video. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be uh, cool. I, I think we're good unplugged version, actually. Um, Brian Adams cuts like mm. a knife. Cool. 
don't think I've heard sp- it. Specifically, well, I mean, the original is a, an absolute baller of a song anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the unplugged version is great. And instead of a guitar solo, he gets like a pan pipe in there. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Love it's a pan so pipe. good. Yeah. Love a good pan pipe. Do you know what I love? What's that? Absolutely love cracking open a cold one when celebrating as part of a team. Uh, and I know it's been quite quite difficult to do that when none of us are in the same room at the mm. minute. Um, and I was just hoping that someone could vocalise could vocalise how, how difficult that could be and maybe put a positive spin on it. And we are blessed to have No Eye in Beer oh. by Mr Brad Paisley. <laughs> Honestly. Honestly, I rolled my eyes when I first saw it because it's Brad Paisley and you're like, what, what's he done now? <laughs> what's he been Everyone up to? listening to this podcast should pause it and listen to No Eye in Beer. It's the dumbest, but also most lovely, positive song about drinking with your buddies in isolation. It's lovely, isn't it? It's so ridiculous. The, the single cover is two smartphones <laughs> with beers coming out of them to cheer each other. Uh, it's, it's the best. I loved it. Did anyone find it weird when he sung the word pint? Yes. Yeah. I yeah. found it really distracting. But he's been in... He's been touring now, hasn't he? So obviously he picked that up in London. Uh, <laughs> yeah, went for a pint yeah. of warm ale. Well, no, yeah. they do have an American pint, do they? It's just a different Yeah, bite. of course. Yeah. yeah. It's just, uh, yeah, it, for, some, for some reason I don't... Yeah, it, it was very, but very it was weird jarring. when he said it. Yeah. yeah, super jarring. It's always weird hearing super British slang said by anyone not British. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's, pint's not even slang, it's a measurement. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Dr. Jim. (laughs) (laughs) But no, it's, yeah, it's a really, really great song that pretty much sums up everything that I love about Brad Paisley. It's, Mm. it's dumb, it's fun, uh, it's it's just super positive and great and you should all listen to it. Yeah, it's, it's really cool that in spite of the fact that, you know, no one can tour and we can't go to cinema, films are being delayed, stuff like that, like music is still coming out. Yes. Yeah. I quite like how innovative people have been. I think Lady Gaga's arranged like a massive benefit concert with like 70 different artists or something, but they're all doing it through different means of streaming and stuff. She's pretty amazing to arrange. But they're all playing at the same time and they won't be in That would be good. I think (laughs) the Rolling Stones is one of them, you know? It's all... Yeah, that's exactly what I want. Is I really, really want to see bands start live streaming, but everyone is in their own homes, and we are just just victims of whatever lag. Yeah, <laughs> that would be gold. Uh, could you do an impression of Mick Jagger saying, "I just need to reset my router"? Uh, I just need to reset my router. Oh, I love it. That was fucking amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, but thing is, with bands, as we all know. They all live in the same house, monkey style, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> I assume that's what it is. Oh, yeah. Okay, I love that. That's why James yeah, was so pissed that. off at Lars in some kind of monster because he wouldn't do the dishes. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, guys, should we? Um, do you think it's time to move on to the main event? Uh, I think so, yeah. Okay, so, ladies and gentlemen... We've got something very, very special, very, very special lined up for you to celebrate and honour the cool, cool, cool day of 420, 2020, right now. 
we would like to invite you to a special award ceremony. This <laughs> award ceremony celebrates bizarre, crazy, stupid things that people may have done throughout the last year between 420 to 420. <laughs> it's, a, it's an April to April thing. It's like the financial year, but yes. <laughs> but, but weed. Uh, <laughs> that makes you question, surely this person must have been high to make this happen. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, please let me welcome you to Slowly Rock presents the first annual Stony Awards. <laughs> So, the first person I would like to nominate for the first annual Stony Were You High Awards are... <laughs> Does anyone remember the band Trapped? Oh my god, I was hoping you'd bring this up. Spelled Trapped. No, T -R -A -P -T. I'm not T-R-A-P-T. Um, yeah, they were a new metal band uh, that had, like, maybe one semi-hit about... 17 years ago called Headstrong okay no. everyone's like looking really puzzled and trying to think real yeah, hard I, I don't remember I've I've seen some, some things recently <laughs> um, I assumed from the name that it was like some rubbish hardcore band no uh, I've never heard bands. this band before I've never heard this band before uh, I, I just remember hearing that song years ago like and thinking it was shit but it was like a minor hit on like American radio. So the front man generally uh, is called Rob Scallon. Has been He's generally bit... called that. Yeah, so generally. <laughs> front man, Not yeah, a stage name. Well, as opposed to that dude from Trap. Um, but he's John a Trapped. bit of a, generally he's a bit of a, a dick. Uh, you know, he's on Facebook and Twitter. He often makes like homophobic and racist remarks. He loves uh, sticking up for Donald Trump. Uh, oh. generally like he is as bad as his music uh, hey, nice. so but then it's really 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 evolved <laughs> like him just shouting at any of his fans who disagree with him on Twitter here's the, here's the thing okay uh, but when he like just because everyone then as soon as he starts talking shit people say you had like one hit 20 years ago you guys are <laughs> a fucking shit band um <laughs> But then he loves keeps, that. What he does is then he keeps touting like his music, like streaming numbers, as like an indication of like their ongoing popularity. So every time someone calls them out, he mentions that they've got like two million Spotify streams or followers <laughs> or whatever. And apparently they've got two point six million Pandora users following them. Pandora. Pandora. I don't even know. What yeah. is Pandora? The it was like an online music radio service like streaming yeah. uh okay and it would it would pick songs based on songs you like yeah or keep going that way so, you, right, so okay. no, one, no one was proactively listening to trap it's just that pandora <laughs> would randomly select it maybe when that's it my understanding through. of it but it yeah. Was, yeah yeah <laughs> when it got through like everything else he played so anyway he has been going on and on and on and on uh for weeks now uh, with this like make America great white privilege doesn't exist type stuff uh, and now he's got into fighting with members of, a, of other bands as well um, so uh, <laughs> basically Power Trip the thrash metal band have now uh, got a 
uh, contest with them that when everything's back to normal, to see who can draw the most fans to a gig. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Uh, obviously, trapped to convince that they can do it. Um, like everyone from like every time I die, Born of Osiris, Attila, Chelsea Grid, everyone has been the case straight have been calling them out. Um, he's been going after um, Trivium as well. <laughs> uh, also claiming that he's being bullied while using like really aggressive like yeah racist homophobic language as well yeah he um he called out uh sumerian records and said that anyone supports them is encouraging uh i think like attempted murder of him or something fucking mental he's got twitter beef with iced tea yeah that's the start <laughs> as well now my uh, god he threatened to sue a, a twitter parody account He's threatening um, to sue Metal Injection as well. Yeah. <laughs> no, Metal Sucks, sorry. Metal That's, Sucks. Yeah, yeah. Because he says that uh, Ice-T, but he never challenged Ice-T to a fight. Um, then he and it's going to cost you everybody. Then he probably would. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Oh, he claimed that Ice-T bitched out when challenged to a fight. Yeah, that's what he's suing them over. And then this all started, I think, because he called Ice-T out on something. I mean, Ice-T just replied with, dude, I have no effing idea who you are. well i mean so i mean i kind of it feels almost too early to give him an award because it just feels like this is going to be an ongoing thing for like two years so so this is this is a a new category in our new award show which is a stony to watch (laughs) 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 well congratulations to uh what's his name jonathan trapped Jonathan Trapped. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like... Uh, for, okay, so this guy, yeah, John, uh, John Trapped. Uh, Ice-T says, dude, keep talking, we'll bump into each other one day. John Trapped says, so you're threatening me because I'm saying your stream counts are far over my bands. He... The weird thing is, well, like, you don't get any money from that. You get, there's no <laughs> money in it. And also, the other guy's Ice-T. I see. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I see. Doesn't even need to do body count. He does it that's because he wants. Yeah, to do yeah, it. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's got. It's got that special victims unit acting yeah, money. He was uh, on Law and Order for what? I mean, he's still on it, right? It's still on. Still going that show. Yeah, I think it's one of the longest shows going. I think it's the only Law and Order still going. Yeah. out of all of them. Uh, I love Ice T. I think he's great. He's great. He's excellent. <clears throat> he did that Gears of War song. <laughs> Boom shield. <laughs> Did you ever hear that though? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> loved it. He's the only man who gets to flip off Marcus Phoenix and survive. Yeah, there was oh, no callback for that. You never see him again. He just goes on a zip line and goes, fuck you, Marcus, and zips off. <laughs> I think I think we do something unprecedented. Um, what? Oh, shit. Was it the Oscars where someone, or was it like Miss World or something where someone announced the winner of the thing, I'm like, oh no, sorry, it's actually this person. That was what the was that? Yeah, the Oscars. Um, Oscars or Miss World? That was your two. <laughs> that was your two guesses. <laughs> Warren Beatty would turn up at both of them. Yes, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if there was a Miss World, uh, you know, snafu like that yeah, as well. It to was, be honest, um, it was Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway at the Oscars a few years ago because yeah. they they read out the card for. Uh, for, for for one reason or another, they basically said that La La Land won. They got given and the wrong card. It wasn't they got, really their yeah. fault. It was more yeah yeah yeah. yeah and yeah. Um, they they came. Everyone from La La Land came up on stage. Then they're like, "Wait, something's gone wrong here. Something's gone dramatically wrong." 
And then uh, the, I think it was a producer or the director of La La Land. She said, oh, no, it's been a mistake. Like, he just owned up to it. And yeah. he said, oh, it's been a mistake. Actually, our good friends from, like, Moonlight actually won. Yeah. That's it's awesome. Because it stole a bit of Moonlight's funder. Stole, yeah, because Moonlight's yeah. so good. Oh, yeah. So what we'll do, what we'll do in this instance is we've just read out the card that says, congratulations, Mr. Jonathan Trapped. <laughs> and as he comes up to receive his award and cash in his Pandora box, you go, no, sorry. Sorry, it actually says iced tea <laughs> <laughs> for your work in the 90s. <laughs> well, guys, it brings us to our next award. Let me uh, just get my notes. <laughs> okay. So this next award is a late contender that's captured our attention for something truly remarkable. It takes real <laughs> courage, compassion and commitment to pay tribute to an esteemed artist, all the more so when they're sadly no longer with us. This is an even more astounding feat when you absolutely do not have the ability nor charm to get remotely close to pulling it off. We want the Stonies to be an inclusive celebration of, good lord, how fucking high were you? We don't want to simply rule out anything beyond those puff masters and green wizards. So why would we close our doors to methamphetamine? We asked, mum, can we get Nirvana? Mum said, we have Nirvana at home. Ladies and gentlemen, the Nirvana at home. Puddle of muds, Mr. Wes Scantlin. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is, this is the single greatest thing I've ever heard in my entire life, and I cannot stop listening to it. It's sensational. And it's... I, I, I can't. I'm, gonna, um, I'm just going to play a little clip. Uh, clip now, because I don't think for the audience I, yeah, I can yeah. possibly put this into words. So uh, <laughs> neither can he. Oh well, just, just, just to, to contextualise as well. Um, so it was the anniversary of Kurt Cobain's death a week ago, or maybe like two weeks ago. Yeah. So this feels like the most fitting tribute to the great man. This is it. Yeah, exactly. So um, rest in peace, Kurt. This one's for you. Okay. He's giving it his all. I can see you every night. <laughs> it's so weird to listen to about the video as well. Could it just to sound like someone's having a tantrum? Lewis, I asked you, can you take now that you've introduced me to that song, can you yeah. take it all away? Can you take it all away when you shoved it in my face? One of one of the best comments I heard about this is <laughs> maybe this is why she hates him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, puddle of mud <laughs> somehow <laughs> going into the limelight doing I, that. I cannot believe that band is still going. But again, trapped. I, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck is happening? Um, I, if if you haven't seen this video, please, please, please go and watch it. Everything it's, about it is fucking mental. It's amazing. His facial expressions are incredible. The only person, I, like, actually surprised by any of that as well, I think the bassist is kind of giving him odd looks. 
Like, yeah, no one doing? else seems to be batting an eyelid at him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say Puddle and Mud played Bristol fairly recently as well, so we could have actually seen him do that in person. Uh, I've seen him before, once, bought in corn. Uh, they stormed off the stage early. No. Puddle of Mud did? Yeah, because everyone was singing, we fucking hate you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like You know when you get someone who's like, you know, they're like, they, they have struggle, trouble with uh, addiction. It's like, okay, record, like David Hasselhoff did it. Like, okay, show me a video of me at like my absolute worst when I'm like blind off my face so I can see how bad my behavior is. Yeah. It's okay. like a way of yeah. motivating yeah. me. I That's why they did that, that acoustic video. set. I hope he watches that video every time he picks up a guitar. <laughs> I've been trying to break down like the the actual vocal techniques used in it. Um, it doesn't mention any of that in Brett Michaels' vocalizer, so I don't understand where he's got it. Every uh, every syllable is fighting to get out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> strained. Right. So now you That's have. Uh, thing. I just want I, to say as well that like. That's another thing we have to thank Fred Durst for. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, Every just day. another thing in a long list. Yeah. <laughs> Every day when I wake up, I thank Fred Durst before I start my day. <laughs> to be fair, uh, he's given us, obviously, Limp Biscuit. He's given us that puddle, uh, a byproduct, that Puddle of Mud video. He's given yep. us The Fanatic, that John Travolta movie. Yep. He's given us, uh, been a while. It's been a while, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stunned. Uh, yeah. Well, let's move away from uh, Fred Durst because we <laughs> we could do a whole stony session on him. Actually, I'm just <laughs> going to quickly say, um, if you get the chance, he's been doing on Instagram these like live chats with fans uh, where he draws or paints them as they're chatting oh. to him. Hmm. Pretty nice. Mm. <laughs> Very wholesome. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. so have a lot of Russian fans. He then... Sure. He then he then just turns the page each time and it's just like a turd or something. <laughs> Fuck you. Just a middle finger. Yeah. With a red cap on it. Yeah, of course. For his critics. Stay on brand, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, my one isn't metal or rock related, but it does involve a song. And I'd like to nominate uh, BBC Wildlife presenter slash, I think originally he was a reality TV star, uh, Ben Fogel. <laughs> <laughs> which if you're not familiar with Ben Fogel he I think he was on a show where a bunch of people had to start a new life on a Scottish island something and then moved into like presenting country file and other wildlife shows like that um, it's the dude that looks like bread no I got him mixed up as no doctor. he's a very I don't know he just looks like a normal sort of handsome British man really it's kind of hard I, to... I know the, I know the one yeah um but he put out a tweet saying, it's it's for Queen's birthday next Tuesday. Let's throw her a surprise. At 9am on the 21st of April, we're calling on the whole country to sing happy birthday from our windows and doorsteps. Let our good, uh, let our song bring good cheer, not just to Her Majesty, but to the whole nation. Hashtag sing for the Queen. Uh, Twitter did not respond well to any of this. <laughs> As you can imagine. Um, he got a lot of shit for it to the point where it got deleted. And had a whole BBC News article dedicated to people's reaction to it. Uh, (laughs) And he then put up a second video, which also got deleted, saying it was actually his daughter's idea. Uh, His daughter was like nine or something. He said it was her idea, which it might have been, but it also sounded like he was trying to save face. And he got her on camera and stuff. like Almost like he was throwing her under the bus and saying, look, no, actually, it was her. 
but battle got deleted. But my favourite thing, it's an insane idea, at 9am in the morning singing happy birthday to nobody. Uh, but my favourite thing was one of the replies to the story. Uh, it was from a user called Duncan Badhue, which really makes me laugh. <laughs> it says, hi, Ben. I'm a student at Norwich University, and I'd love to reference your tweet in my dissertation about guys who were breastfed into their mid-twenties. Do I have your permission <laughs> to reference this tweet? <laughs> yeah. Just a, what the fuck? What was he thinking? Terrible. Uh, I I thought it was so embarrassing. It's absolutely incredible. <laughs> it's such a weird image to think about. It's not like... Because the thing is, like, I don't know if everyone knows this, you don't live in the UK, but every Thursday night, people are like banging pots and pans and clapping and cheering for all the frontline workers Yeah, in the UK. Um, I was a bit sceptical about it to start with, but apparently I've read so many stories of like, I think we might have talked about this last week, so many stories of, uh, you know, hospital workers who have like felt really empowered by it, and, you know, been a really nice experience for them. But that's not a song, like trying to sync up a song. <laughs> <laughs> hundreds of, like clapping's fine because it doesn't matter if you're in sync or not it all sounds good but trying to sync up like hundreds of people in the street singing happy birthday at the same time so you know when you're in um you're in a stadium right you're watching a band uh and if you're at the front mm. you're obviously kind of in time with that band right because mm. they're right in front of you, all the sound is there, you're doing things simultaneously. When there's a big chant, you can hear in just like a 30,000 capacity stadium, you can hear how much the back have lagged by. Sure, because of how the sound travels. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now imagine that across the entire <laughs> of the fucking UK doing the world's like bleariest, <laughs> boring <laughs> national uh, anthem. <laughs> just this like sea of just moaning. Uh, why were you late for work? Oh, sorry, I was singing the Queen Happy Birthday. <laughs> oh, God. oh, yeah, it's Happy Birthday, not the national anthem. Yeah. I was going to say, so I'm really sorry, the national anthem would be even more difficult to. <laughs> Yeah, you've heard like you've heard like uh, eleven footballers trying to sing the national anthem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Some birthday parties are hard enough to sing "Happy Birthday," aren't they? <laughs> uh, also, you're going to get those renegades who are going to go into the often forgotten second verse of "Happy Birthday." Yeah, well, squash. Well, no, but some people do squash tomatoes and stew. Uh, you know, for the "Happy Birthday" to you, and it's like, well, do you get arrested for treason? At that point, because <laughs> it's to the Queen, it's not just anyone's yeah, birthday. That's a so good point. It's yeah. just a bit you know, too many risks. Fuck around, find out. <laughs> <laughs> well, if Ben Fogel and his friends can let us know how it goes, <laughs> maybe we can make well, a It's been deleted it. now, so. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, for our next award, there is truly a legend among us. Since 1978, this man has been the most outlandish, ludicrous celebrity to grace our lives. He's written a screenplay full of fart jokes and self-glorification, hosts an almost unlistenable podcast, and now he's taken up a residency in Las Vegas, fronting a lineup that includes four guitarists known as the Horses of God. Between holding a loaded gun to his assistant, donning pompadour wigs to honor Elvis, and claiming to be the originator of every single component of Van Halen's back catalogue, <laughs> who else has earned this award with such a plomb? With Billboard saying the residency show was a series of, oh my God, what is going to happen next moments. The man, the myth, the legend, a Mr. David Lee Roth. 
That man, that man deserves it. That man deserves it every year. Absolutely. I think the yeah. statue is him, isn't it? You know, like the little Oscar statue. <laughs> yeah, thing. or like yeah, the MTV Moon Man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Um, I would, his <laughs> his actions are not the actions of someone that is like <laughs> weed high. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's all okay. sci-fi drug high. <laughs> you know, like his okay. his energy is very much like like. He took part in one of those like LSD experiments with the CIA back yeah. in the <laughs> Cold War. Yeah, he's part of MK Ultra. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, but just bless bless that man. Bless that man. Apparently his his shows have been really good. That's cool. Yeah. His residency's been great. Um I just I, imagine him to be a great showman, to be honest. You exactly. Know? Uh, it's I, not I think that's how he's say got, that it's got through his not, entire career of <laughs> just yeah. being a great showman. Yes. It. Uh, it says that the, the reviews say that uh, the shows aren't without incredibly long rants. Yes. But I mean, that's what you want, right? Yeah, I was going to say, I would actually feel a bit shortchanged if he just did classic songs. I'd want him to do a bit of ranting or raving about anything. Exactly. Yeah, like the price of milk. Mm. <laughs> and. Um, he changes the lineup, uh, uh, the not the lineup, not the band lineup. Sorry, he changes the set list every single performance. That's pretty impressive. That's fucking crazy. So he says he wants to, he wants to make sure that no one gets the same uh, show twice. I mean, he could just change one song, <laughs> <laughs> and that would technically be enough. Oh, I think I think that's probably where it where it is <laughs> where he's managing to cling to those numbers yeah <laughs> it's not like dream theater where they're going out and for like a drastically different <laughs> yeah. set and they might just do like an entire like they might just cover pink floyd's dark side of the moon as an encore or something like that <laughs> holy fuck would i want to watch david lee roth cover <laughs> dark side of the moon <laughs> dark side of the moon what about james yeah, debris imagine. trying to do dark side of the moon <laughs> no i i don't i actively do not want to hear that <laughs> no i just heard a bit of it in my head and, no thank you <laughs> Oh, do you want, I think a bootleg of it's out there, so maybe I'll yeah. listen to it. You can that. get bootlegs of most of their like album covers. They do. Go online or, or Kazar, and uh... <laughs> maybe maybe there's some good stuff in Pandora. Yeah, that's right. It's Dream Theater, <laughs> comfortably numb. Dot exe. <laughs> <laughs> Why is my computer on fire and full of make pornography? Sure. <laughs> yeah, make sure Why you get do I need my bank details to listen to this? <laughs> it's such a rare recording that it's only owned by an African prince. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Do, do you guys have any others at all? I don't, unfortunately, no. no. I don't have any more nominees. But I've got a funny feeling that this year is going to reveal. Actually, no, one person I want to call out is Gene Simmons for putting ice cubes in his cereal. Oh, God, we never even... Yeah, didn't his own kid, was it his own kid that called him out on it? Yeah, it, it was. His, his own yeah. flesh and blood. Yeah, smart so, kid. So, yeah, sometimes you have to do that, though, right? <laughs> it's hard It's hard being a whistleblower, but I respect yeah, him. Exactly, yeah, <laughs> but you need the people closest to you. Like, uh. so Gene Simmons of Kiss, who we've talked about, constantly as well mm-hmm. um apparently every morning when he has his cereal uh he puts ice cubes uh in there with the milk of the cereal because he's worried or he doesn't want the milk to to go like room temperature or get mm, too yeah. warm but like if you're keeping the milk in the fridge anyway like how long is he planning to eat the cereal for how big's the bowl did it show 
It was like normal cereal bowl size. Uh, okay. That's, 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 that's the only thing I could think of. Like if he was eating out of a mixing bowl. Uh, no, no, no. no. I th- I, okay, I think I've cracked this. So if Gene Simmons is eating cereal in the morning, I'm assuming there will probably be someone else around him, be it his family or someone within his yeah. vicinity, right? Yeah. I think he has to put the ice cubes in there to make sure that it stays nice and cold because for whatever conversation is happening, he needs to allow time for Gene Simmons to explain that Kiss did it first. <laughs> <laughs> also, Including putting ice cubes uh, in the cereal. Another thing I want to call out <laughs> as well is that Gene Simmons is a cereal mixer. So like, he'll take two, oh. two completely different types of cereal and put them in the bowl together. Like In this oh. photo, he's got what looks like um, chocolate like wheat, wheat loops. Uh, okay. And then he's also got what looks like... Um, Oh, it's an Oreo uh, cereal and frosted wheat. Yeah, it's like an Oreo cereal, yeah. And he looks looks like he's got shredded wheat in there as well. I, I, I mean, one of those is like a dessert cereal. Yeah. You don't, of, you don't put that with a Wheaty cereal, Boy. And yeah. the other is like, a, it's like a proper breakfast cereal. I'm fine. Don't get me wrong. I'm fine with the mixing of two Good Boy cereals. If it's like, I don't know, Raisin Bran and some granola or something. <laughs> oh. Mix that up, but don't come at me no. with your Nesquik in uh, as well. I, I am a strong believer in all cereals being kept separate i don't like the mixing of the cereals like gene when, actually what, outed himself oh. yeah because i think but then his son responded saying 30 years 30 years i've been watching him do this <laughs> this is my life <laughs> sometimes though when you know like a, a big story is going to break it's best if you come forward first and control the narrative yes and that is why i've chosen to live my life as a gay man <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. Also, do you know Gene Simmons had to respond to the cereal stuff and defend himself? TMZ, TMZ ambushed him on the street about it. <laughs> and he said, uh, I was fucking having cereal for breakfast and my daughter, who's always snooping around, we were up in Canada at the time, she asked me, Dad, what are you doing? Snooping I said, yeah, She lives no. there. Uh, she said, Dad, what are you doing? I said, what am I doing? I'm having goddamn cereal. That's what I'm doing. She said, but dad, you're putting ice cubes in your cereal. And he said, well, yeah, who wants lukewarm milk with your cereal? When asked about the furore around his breakfast habits on the internet, Gene said, it makes a lot of sense because, you know, Kim Jong-un and the rest of the world and Mr. Putin and all the rest, that's not controversy. But what I had for breakfast, whether there's ice in it or not, is earth shaking. <laughs> I love how TMZ tracked him down on the street. They're living our best life. <laughs> oh, the dream. <laughs> Except for all the scumbag stuff they do. Well, yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. In this one instance. Oh, that's mm. incredible. Also, uh, who talks to their daughter like that? <laughs> or, I mean, or my goddamn cereal. <laughs> snooping yeah. around. Maybe his daughter's a detective. We don't know. Yeah, when his daughter asks what you're doing, you turn around to your daughter and say, I'm having goddamn cereal. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> To yeah. a child like that. <laughs> yeah, let's hope he was. Imb- I really hope he was embellishing it for. Uh, <laughs> of course, for TMZ because that's co- not a pleasant experience. Otherwise, <laughs> in, well, in the morning, your day. Wait till he gets to the afternoon <laughs> when he's getting cranky and tired. <laughs> uh, well, I hope that you've. Uh, I hope you've all enjoyed our first foray into an annual award show that we're going to be doing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> please, please do let us know um, if you've had a good time. Let us know, <laughs> I don't know, let us know something 
stupid that you plan on doing to celebrate your 420 or that you have done when this goes out i don't know let us know um you can contact us directly via email where we are slowlyrock at gmail.com you can find us on instagram where we are at slowlyrock podcast uh we're on twitter we're on facebook we are at slowlyrock please do get in touch um we're all we're all kind of remote at the moment mm-hmm. it's all very different for everyone so hopefully you know this this can act as a bit of a a conversation you get to hear a bunch of weird dudes voices in your ear uh for at least an hour and we're going to try and put these out more regularly uh whilst you're in quarantine as well just you know Mm. it's it gives us something to do hopefully it brings you some kind of joy or anger that's fine that's also fine if it does bring you that's all we want you know we're provocateurs (laughs) um so please please do get in touch we'd really really love to hear from you guys yeah thank you very much guys yeah thanks guys stay safe keep your distance Party Keep on, dudes. Distance. Don't you stay. Um, <laughs> Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. Menace. Phantom of the Opera. Phantom Menace. The Phantom, Phantom no. Menace no. of the Opera. No. no. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, Bye guys. Thanks. May your cereal milk always be cold. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Am I a cold, my friend?